Homies and homegirls, welcome to Primetime with Alex Stein. Today is one of the saddest days I've ever experienced in the barrio. My hero and our country's savior, Donald John Trump, was arrested today in Manhattan by a corrupt district attorney's office that literally wants to see the country burn. I'm so upset about this illegal prosecution of America's greatest president that I'm going to go to New York myself to do exactly what Trump told us to do. I'm going to protest, and I've never wanted to protest for Donald Trump more today than I ever have, and that includes January 6th. Trump has shown us that when we protest for him, he takes care of us and makes sure we are fairly prosecuted. I love you so much, Donald. I hope that you can get out very soon. I've actually started baking cakes with a nail file inside so that eventually we can find a way to break you out of jail because we don't want them to put you under a Jeffrey Epstein guard type situation. Then you wake up dead from strangling yourself in an impossible way. So just know that I, primetime Alex Stein, will never stop fighting for you, Donald, because these people are playing chess while my president is playing 9D chess on his iPad while eating french fries, a Big Mac, and a Diet Coke from McDonald's. I love you so much, Don, and I hope one day I can make love to Stormy Daniels so that you and I can become Eskimo brothers one day. Please don't panic, America. They want us to panic. But I promise you, the best thing to do is go on Facebook or Twitter and argue with strangers about stuff that's meaningless. That's how we're going to get our country back. Make sure to always argue and be rude to each other in the comment section, because that is the only way we can bring our country back. So go out there, defend our president with your keyboard in one hand and your heart in the other. It's time we let the world know things will get better and to always trust the plan. I love you, Daddy Trump, and please don't eat the cake I send you in jail. It has a file in it. And remember, America, we'll be waiting with Big Macs in hand when they finally let you out of prison. God bless you, Donald Trump, and God bless America. Let's start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to make a correction. Donald Trump did not get arrested today. We filmed that this morning, hoping that he would get arrested. So we need Whoa. to actually correct the record on that. And Donald Trump is not arrested. And we don't need to protest yet, so that's great. But, you know, I'll be honest. It's still an unfair prosecution, and he probably will go to jail soon, so maybe we'll just rerun that uh, on the day that he gets arrested. So, you know, that's showbiz, folks. But I'll tell you, uh, uh, what what is it? What are you doing back, Jimmy? Um, I, I, I decided to come back. I've missed you so much, Jimmy. I thought you were gone for good. I miss you too, Alex. Why did you leave me? Alex, I have to be o open and honest with you. Please. So after I walked on set in that Speedo. Yes. You look I, very weird. Yes. I got shamed. Yes, you should. For my weighing. And I was so depressed, I fled to Canada to try that assisted suicide. The one my mom always talks yeah, about. Yeah, no, I was seriously considering it. I go to Whistler, Canada. I kid you not, day one. Day a one? A waitress at a restaurant says, I remember you from last year. I have a picture of you. So, Brandon, can you show that picture? Yeah. Well, maybe show the waitress holding Wait, the picture what, that, of me. That's kind of a disgusting picture. What is that? And you're at yeah. a party with all guys, and now you have a bunch of cream on your yeah, face? Yeah, no, it was a whipped cream shot. And that was an all-guy party, right? It, no well, girls. it was. They're called the Downhill Derelicts, the ski team. And there's but, no women. There's no women. And it's but just there's guys nothing. putting cream on their face? Well, it was whipped cream. It was a whipped cream shot. And I didn't uh, wipe it. Well, they called me Money Shot for a while after that. But it was completely money shot, money shot. straight. Nothing but anyways. Wait, but that's wait, real quick. Money shot. That's a term. That's a sexual term. You, you so know, you're with a bunch of guys taking money shots. I promise it was whipped cream. Well, do we have a DNA test? Do we know? I mean, uh, that does look like, you know, I mean, that looks pretty disgusting. I'm actually, I was really sad that you're gone. But now looking at this photo, I kind of wish you kind of stayed in Canada or at least went through the assisted suicide. Why did you chicken out with that? Well, here's Is the it because you're a chicken? Well, I realized there's nowhere on earth I can go where I won't embarrass myself. And I, I was so down, but then something amazing happened. Alex, 
Did you did you know I went to Princeton? Have I mentioned oh, that? Oh, you went to Have Princeton! You What's Ooh. going on? In March Madness, Princeton's playing in the Sweet 16. Upset Arizona, upset Mizzou, so these nerds can play basketball. So I'm so excited. Go Tigers. Go Princeton, baby! So that is why I didn't kill myself, and I'm going to the Sweet 16 game this this Friday. Okay, well, that's all good and well, but we have a little issue. Brandon is currently my producer. I don't know if we can show Brandon, so he kind of took oh. your position. Yes, Brandon. Yeah, what, you what know, we, I mean, I'm just happy we found Jimmy. I thought he was gone. I I thought I was gone, too. I, I was hoping he was gone. I mean, I missed him, but now that he's back, I kind of, it's kind of like, be careful what you wish for. I wish for you back. Now you're back. I'm kind of like, oh, shit. I had shit. an army of trolls telling me that I was barely packing anything in the Speedo. You and weren't packing little shrimp. I mean, it's just annoying. Uh, Alex, we talked about this, man. You're going to lose another one. I know. I apologize. You have the biggest wiener ever, Jimmy. Thank you. have you. the biggest dong in the world. Jimmy has the greatest dong. My wing is insane. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, it's not hard. Happens Look, to be I'm just wrong. telling you right now, you're starting to get a little bit of a reputation around here. I know. I'm, okay. lose, I'm losing staff left and right, and I just had to convince Brandon. I had to twist his arm to even fill in for you, and now you're going to go there and try to usurp Brandon? I don't know Well, about did Brandon this. have to wear a Speedo last week? No, but no. Brandon would. He's hold offered on, to wear... Hold on. Don't try and divide the producers here. We stand united. Okay? That is true. That is true that you guys... Is there, this is feeling like some sort of inside job right now, but listen, we have to get to the show. We have J.P. Sears. We have Mike Baker, CIA agent. We have a lot of stuff planned for the show, so do you mind going and assisting? I missed you. I mean, look, this is how much I missed you, Jimmy. We had a missing persons report. And I'm wearing, I'm wearing the same. I'm easily identifiable. I'm always wearing this. And now that you're here, I wish I would have never made these. So go produce the show. Okay, okay, go okay. produce the show. Okay, okay. Get out of here. God. I got too warm for you, Jimmy. Alex, try not to screw this up. I'm just telling you right now. Chad and Stu today said you're the dumbest host to play TV. Wait, that's true. I actually, we got to bring on Stu. We should have him on tonight. A uh, little, little inside baseball. Guys, uh, I want to pre-apologize. I mean, we're going to maybe do this in a little longer form, but I want to pre-apologize because I'll be honest, uh, Stu Breguer is one of the great hosts here, a guy that's been, you know, with the Blaze since the start. I accidentally went into his office and I took a couple of his personal things and I broke some of them. I didn't break them. I, my guest broke them. And so now I'm in hot water. So I want to apologize to Stu. I want to apologize to the crew that I made fire and quit and the crew that I've assaulted and injured. I just want to pre-apologize for any future crew or any future producers that might, you know, succumb to my wrath. But Let's get to the show. Let's get to the things that we have at hand. Donald Trump did not get arrested. Of course, everybody in the mainstream media wanted him to get arrested. It was a nothing burger, a big time nothing burger. But like McDonald's, over a billion served. You know they're going to serve his ass with a, an arrest warrant. I think they did that today. And sadly, unfairly, he's probably going to have to go to jail. And this is why this is a big issue. And I'll get off my soapbox. But I always had to talk about this. America at one point, was a strong, great country. But now our leaders want to destabilize America. They want to make us the worst country in the world in order to make a new world order, a one world government. I know that sounds crazy, but could you imagine the optics of putting a president in jail for a misdemeanor crime? Let the guy do what he wants. Who cares? He bangs Stormy Daniels. I would bang Stormy Daniels. Whoop-dee-doo. The guy's a man. I'm just happy he's banging chicks. And he's not like Barack Obama banging dudes. And look at this. This is a custom sex mask from Epstein Island. This is the same mask Barack Obama wore at one of his sex parties. And it protects you from COVID-19. And let me tell you a little something about the world we live in. We have people that have these stupid sex masks, and I'm not gonna stand for these sex masks anymore. I'm done with this crap. You see that? No more sex masks on my show. Barack Obama, you're not gonna run the country anymore, and next time you bring me to one of your sex parties, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm going solo. I don't care if they have my identity. I'm not ashamed. Yes, we're doing some weird stuff. Yes, it's a little embarrassing. Yes, I probably shouldn't openly be talking about the things that we do on these private islands with children and their secret, you know, rituals. But I don't care anymore. I'm done keeping a secret. I'm done wearing the mask. And now I'm going to be open and honest with all the people playing at home. Because listen, uh, we live in a world of lies. I know that I sometimes 
am guilty of it. I've lied. I lied today. Heck, I said Donald Trump got arrested just so I can get clicks on YouTube. But we're doing whatever we can to survive because, you know, this world we live in, it's not easy. It's not easy. I'm struggling every single time I get a new producer. They either want to quit, I accidentally injure them, or I make fun of their wiener. And that's not good either. That's not good either. We need to have a lot, a lot of self-reflection. And I think as a country, we need a lot of self-reflection right now because let's be honest, when you look in the mirror, I do not like what we're seeing. We're seeing the kids sexualized. We're seeing the transgender drag queen story time all over the world. And then you got my favorite big booty Latina AOC out there defending the transitioning of children. They're going around cutting the wieners off of kids. They're cutting boobs off 13 year olds. And guess what? You got Rachel Levine saying this is progress. Wrong. Yeah, progressing us into hell. That's what I'm saying, into the, 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 the seventh layer of demonic hell. And I know that because listen, I uploaded my mom's consciousness to a computer, so I'm haunted by her and my nightmares every single night. And with that, I do want to say, mom, are you there? Look, we don't even have mom ready because guess what? I'm sure her system's probably not even uploaded correctly. Hello, Alex, I've missed you. Mom, I've missed you so much. It's so good to hear your voice. You know, you were hacked and they tried to accuse me and say that you were a sex robot. So I'd just like to make it clear before we bring on the, the late, great, well not lady, still alive, the incredible comedian J.P. Sears, I just wanna clarify that you are not a sex robot, mom, and I've never had sex with you, correct? Well, not physically, no. Yes. Well, that's what the metaverse is for, don't you remember? Mom, just tell them I've never had sex with a sex robot with my mother's consciousness uploaded into it. That's all you gotta say, Mom, and then we can just say goodbye. Um, just say that, Mom, say that. Amazon, say that. Why don't we just get to the vaccine wrap? Okay, well, with that, we're gonna go down memory lane, folks, to a time when the world was fighting. We were fighting over all the restrictions because of COVID. People were mad. People were happy. People had $600 given to them free from the government. So I was rich. I went and I bought rims on my bicycle. I put new bicycle rims on my bike, but it's neither here nor there. What I did. The vaccine wrap. Okay, mom, <laughs> mom, shut up, mom, please. So with that, guys, let's go to the video that put prime time 99 Alejandro Stein on the map. Let's roll the tape. Thank you. Ale Alexander Stein. Barely, right on time. Okay. Whew, let me catch my breath. Sorry guys, okay. My name's Alex Stein. I'm here today because we got to vaccinate our children. You know, we really don't have enough vaccines. Like they're not mandatory and that's the problem. We got to mandate these vaccines. So I've figured a way where I think we can make it, I don't know, like I guess more hip and uh, cool for, uh, my phone's not working. I'm trying to get, I wanna, what I want to say is we got to vaccinate our kids and we have to vaccinate them fast and early but of course my phone's not playing but i had a song that i wanted to do and of course it never works when when you're trying to make it work but i guess we'll just have to we'll just have to freestyle it but with a real dr fauci please stand up please stand up please stand up vaccinate your mom vaccinate your dad vaccinate the happy vaccinate the sad vaccinate your babies vaccinate them even if they got rabies vaccinate my life vaccinate my wife vaccinate your dna vaccine created by the cia vaccinate your body vaccinate me at the party vaccination free Vaccination frequently. I want the vaccine in my life. I want the vaccine for my wife. I want to vaccinate you all day long. Vaccinate you while I wear my thong. Vaccinate me. Vaccinate who? Vaccinate she. Vaccinate her. Vaccinate them. Vaccinate my friend. I want to vaccinate to the end. Vaccinate me pure L. I love you. What can I say? DNA. I love you. I 
got the pure, uh, feeling pure, so clean. Got the Lysol, because I'm calling Paul. Do you got to clean the mic? You got to vaccinate. You going to get Corona from Mona. Don't vaccinate. Don't wait. Don't so hesitate. You got to vaccinate in the Lone Star State. Vaccination is so great. Vaccinate me all day long. Vaccinate your dad and mom. Vaccinate my body. Vaccinate me at the party. I vaccine drink. I love the vaccine all day long. I want to vaccinate your mom. I want to stick it in your arm. Oh, my. Where are you? I want to vaccinate you. Wow. But you can't hear my song. Vaccinate me in my thong. Vaccination, right or wrong. wrong. Dr. Fauci, give, give me, me that, that ouchie. ouchie. I want it in my body. Vaccinate me at the party. Go to the party. Oh, Mara's back. Vaccinate, Vaccinate me white or black. Vaccinate you. Vaccinate who? Vaccinate you all day long. Vaccinate your dad and mom. Vaccinate me in my thong. Vaccinate the mayor. I am a vaccination player. What can I say? I'm the real round sayer. Prime time. Nine and nine. On the ground. All the time. I blow your mind. I spit the rhyme. I commit the crime. I'm always on time because I'm nine and nine. Alex that. And I grind and shine. And I blow your mind. One more time. Vaccinate your mind. Vaccinate your body. Vaccinate your life. At your vaccination party. I love y'all. Peace. God bless. Follow my Instagram. IG. Your time is up. Prime time Stein. Thank you. Well, folks, that was the video that put me on the map. That video got 10 million views. It went insane for the Ukraine. Hey, you know, Alex, yes. I, I remember. What? Well, the what, funniest Jimmy? part of that. You know, it's funny. You were not even working for the show like 45 minutes ago. Now, what? What? What do you remember about that, please? <laughs> well, Alex, as I remember the rewatching. The funniest part is your instrumental didn't work. You did that acapella. Yeah, I know, dude. So first of all, my phone just gets no service. I have no idea why that's not working. And you're wondering, Alex, why are you so out of breath? I didn't realize. I, I thought we had plenty of time. How it works at every city council meeting in Dallas, long story short, they always have like a 30-minute thing where they give somebody a gift or they, oh, this this football team won the state championship. We're going to give them an award ceremony. So they always have a ceremony that usually takes 30 minutes. This was like the one meeting as I'm walking in, they decided to start on time, like five minutes after the dot. So they're like, they call Alex Stein. I'm running there. I literally run in there. I should have filmed that. So <laughs> my phone's not working. <laughs> so then I just start yelling, vaccinate me all day long. Vaccinate my dad and mom. And so a Dallas Morning News guy filmed that, posted it. His clip got like 7 million views. Then I posted the long version of it. Alexander and because of this, this is why I want to play this video for to be you know sentimental, to get a little emotional. It was this video, and I'll be honest, I had a couple of videos that didn't get as viral as this, but got a little bit of attention, like Charlie Kirk, Ben Shapiro had shared in my videos before this. But this is the video that got Sarah Gonzalez to bring me to The Blaze, yeah. and I was able to get blackmail on people that worked at The Blaze, and then they were forced to give me a job. So <laughs> I was in the right spot at the right time. So and I, that, Alex, yes, for, the, for the audience people, can you tell them what are is the mayor and the city council, like? what do their faces look like while you're doing oh, this? Oh, disgusted. They're looking at their phone. These, these freaking people could not be less interested in what I'm doing. As a matter of fact, in Plano and in Dallas, they're trying to limit the public comment section of the meeting. I wonder why. Like, Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> Just imagine this, guys. And, and listen, I'm not a role model. I am not somebody to look up to. As a matter of fact, do the opposite of me. But I'm just telling you, an idiot like me can go into an official meeting, and if you make a mockery of it, these people are shook. They're like, oh my God, this guy's making fun of me. You can do it too, Jimmy. You've done it. Alex Stranger's done it. Alex Rosen, Cassidy Campbell, the, the crazy guy in New Hampshire, Michael uh, uh, Guglielmo. I'm just saying any idiot can put on an outfit and act crazy at a city council meeting and you're like, what is the point of this? This is a waste of time. No, it's not. No, it's not. Anytime that you speak to an elected official, whether it's serious or a joke, is not a waste of time. As a matter of fact, being goofy and Billy being silly, I can't even speak, excuse me, has more of an impact sometimes than being serious. So we need to use humor in these ultra serious settings. We gotta laugh, we gotta cry, and that's why they get extra mad when I wear the women's bikini. And we're gonna be playing the greatest hits of primetime 99, Alex Stein. Okay, so that was a little walk down memory lane. Now let's go, a uh, little student campaign. Blaze TV is a news and entertainment. Oh, let me say that again. Blaze TV is news and entertainment for people who love America. No matter what your age is, there's something on here for you. You'll get all the news of the day, but you'll also get so much more. From opinion to spirituality, from observations to world events to outright crazy comedy. Uh! 
there's truly something for everyone. All you need to do is pick the plan that fits you best, then watch live and on demand on your favorite device anytime, anywhere. So are you a student? Are you a member of the military? Are you a first responder? If so, don't forget to include that when you subscribe and you get $30 off on your annual pass. The left wins cultural battles, but Blaze TV is out to win the cultural war. That effort depends on you. So sign up today and get all the entertainment and enlightenment you've been missing. Join Blaze TV today and get $30 off an annual pass with our student military or first responder discount. Just go to Blaze, just go to subscribe, excuse me, just go to subscribe.blazetv.com, click the verification button and enter your ID to get started. That's $30 off an annual pass for students, military and first responders at subscribe.blazetv.com. Go freaking sign up. We need it. We got to pay the bills. All right. Now we have the person you've all been waiting for. He's an incredible comedian. He's not just that, though. He's really a cultural warrior. He's in incredible shape. He's a spiritual coach. And he's really, he's known for mocking not just the left. I think he mocks the entire world we live in. So I just want to say, welcome to the show, the one, the only J.P. Sears. Wow! Alex, great to be here with you, brother. Okay, well, JP, you know, I, I watch all of your stuff. I'm saying you're very effective. How did you figure out how to start making fun of these people and gain an audience doing it? Yeah, you know, uh, certainly no intention to gain an audience. So I think that's like the best way to gain an audience. You just authentically have something to say. And uh, man, I actually thought it'd be bad for business because up until the pandemic, I'd never done anything political, wasn't interested in politics, but then saw our freedom start to get eroded away. So I started to use comedy to speak up and stand for freedom, call out the lies, hypocrisy, and corruption of tyrants, which there's many of. I thought it'd actually be bad for business. Like, oh, you know, this is very, you know, taboo to do, certainly at the time, because freedom became a political issue and everybody's like, dude, freedom is obviously dangerous don't quite i don't know why but it's dangerous yeah i'm like well i i gotta follow my heart that's just what i want to do and so three years ago i just became all about freedom because it freaking matters and i never wanted to have a conversation with my son one day where i have to explain to him what freedom was and why his father didn't do anything about it while he had a chance but it turns out it's the best thing I've ever done for business because I'm just aligned with my greater truth. And also it taught me, oh, no, no, no. Freedom lovers, we're the majority of people. And and that's, it was great. It exponentially grew my audience. I wouldn't care if it didn't. If it shrank my audience, awesome. I just got to speak my truth. And you really do that. You mock these people. You use humor so well. And you really piss off the right people. And I don't know if you have the clip ready, but this this clip uh, I want to play. This is uh, uh, somebody calling into Sam Cedar's show, The Minority Report, and they are having a hissy fit about your comedy show in Oregon. So let's let's roll the tape. I'm calling from the unceded uh, territory of the Spokane tribe. I'm going to read something that I wrote previously since my brain is just so done. Okay. Uh, I am a biracial indigenous activist, organizer, water protector, and mother. I've been doing grassroots community work since I visited Standing Rock in 2016. I am also now a uh, now former employee at the Spokane Comedy Club in Spokane, Washington. Um, I've seen your guys' coverage of our right-wing sheriff, Ozzy Knezovich, and I really appreciate you guys covering that. Um, I do some accountability work in that regard as well. Um, so I thought you guys were the perfect organization to reach out to, um, to let you know about another bout of blatant fascism in our city. Uh, this experience was beyond any other I've seen in real life. I have worked at this club for three years, so I've seen hundreds of styles of comedy shows. I've heard, uh, the nastiest speech available. Um, I've laughed at a lot of it. Listen, JP, it gets good. Um, I've never before heard such vile and deeply <laughs> disturbing content as the utter garbage that uh, JP Sears was saying at all nine of his sold out shows this weekend. Nine sold out he shows. He spoke to approximately <laughs> 2,700 people just in Spokane in this one weekend. He travels around the nation putting on the same shows every weekend. He's reaching a large platform and, in my opinion, isn't under the radar as a far-right leader. Um, I have access far to recordings right of this, and um, the things that he's saying are openly fascist. Listen he to discusses, this. He uh, discusses 
And I'm just going to give a tr- trigger warnings because it's very trigger warning, violent trigger and disturbing. Warning. It's so disturbing that I'm having a hard time eating and sleeping. <laughs> um, so he openly talks so. about killing trans people. He openly talks about hating people for having black skin. He no. talks about an upcoming civil war and wanting to shoot people. He talks about uh, nuking Seattle and Portland. No, he talks about election fraud. There's more, but again, my brain is so tired from being processed <laughs> through all of this garbage and the atrocious behavior of his audience. He's got a big YouTube channel. He's got two uh, point, almost uh, 2.1 million subscribers, and he's getting hundreds of yes. thousands of views on things like, is the left normalizing pedophiles? Wow. So, JB, I got to get your reaction. What did you think about that? That woman, she worked at a comedy club. She can't eat or sleep because of your comedy. Well, obviously, I'm affected. I'm going to quit. Uh, <laughs> this uh, This is an unsafe space for her. No, I mean, first off, I'd say one thank you to her for being there, serving the audience, their drinks and food and taking care of the 2,700 people that actually, <laughs> for some reason, wanted to hear what I had to say. Uh, but man, you know, <laughs> first off, I'm amused. Do you remember that show? Real quick, JB, do you remember the show she's talking about, that club in Spokane? Do you remember it yeah. at all? Okay, yeah. sorry. And, you know, I, I'm amused and, and also not surprised by the smears. You know, we hear this over and over again, someone on the left. Here's something that makes their, I'd say, lack of principles and lack of rooting and truth, rather they're rooted in the narrative, makes them feel insecure about that. So out comes the smears, hating people with black skin, wants to kill trans people. Like how you get that from my show is that's a creative work of art itself. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, uh, I'm amused and I I love freedom. So I love that she has the ability to think and interpret the way she wants she needs a safe space. I hope <laughs> she needs a, she's a real safe space. She had a trigger warning. And listen, they always call you fat, or they call me fascist. They call us all these stuff because they're not based in reality. These people are not really, really connected to reality. When you talked about where she's from, she's like a Native American and she does all this activism. So she's not even a real person. She just doesn't like you because of where you are ideologically. She probably, I'm, I'm guessing you probably made everybody laugh and that probably pissed her off way more. Do you think that is what really triggered her? Is that you sold out and did so well? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd imagine it was, she probably would have felt much better if the club was half full and half the audience didn't like the show, but Spokane's always treated me so well. And yes, Spokane is in Washington state, but the people of Spokane, it tends to be a much more of a conservative town within Washington. So she was probably deeply disturbed by seeing these freedom lovers, like being the majority, her side's not the majority. So I'd imagine, of course, that would be uncomfortable for her. But also is great in that clip, uh, the virtue signaling leading in like, okay, she's definitely not a white lady. She's a uh, different minority. Biracial. The virtue signaling of, you know, standing rock. It's like, cool. Like you just told us you're a good person. That's very humble of you and gave us a trigger warning. So I, it's amused. I hadn't heard that clip before. So I, I appreciate hearing that. That's just fun. No, I love that clip. I listened to it. And, and, and I, like I said, I don't want to keep sitting here and kissing your butt. I think you're pretty populist. I mean, you're obviously conservative. I've never heard you say anything anti-black, homophobic, or even transphobic. I just think that you don't want men to be able to compete against women in, in sports. I think that's pretty basic general premise that we could, we should all at least agree on that biological men have an advantage against biological females. Yeah, man. Uh, but I'd like it. Uh, I think where we need to go is ban women from women's sports. That's <laughs> yeah. really what I stand for. Just seeing the guys in there in dresses. Uh, we see better performances objectively. They're, they're stronger. They run faster. They swim better. They can actually slam dunk a basketball. So, <laughs> But yeah, you know, I, I love all people, but but I love objective truth. And that's part part of what I stand for. And if someone's a biological male, XY chromosomes, pretending they're a female, I love <laughs> I love that they can pretend to be a female, but I'm not going to buy into it. Uh, I think upholding truth is important. I'm not really a fan of Marxism. 
Yeah, either am I. But one of the most famous trans people in the world, my hero, is a person named Michael Obama. And I'll be honest. So, so, and, and Michael, they make me wear these sex masks, you know, at their eyes wide shut parties. And JB, I don't like wearing these masks. I know you're kind of an anti-mask guy. So what do you think about this? I mean, is it really that? I mean, should I wear this when I go to the uh, Barack Obama sex party? Should I wear the mask or should I go maskless? Well, you should probably wear it because they're videotaping you. They're going to hold it against you someday when you're in there mining adrenochrome with all the elites doing their (laughs) awesome things. You know, I, I know there's a reason, Alex, why you haven't been taken down in the Epstein client list. You were you were smart, you were safe and effective wearing your masks. So they're blackmail videotapes. They don't have anything on you, even though we all know you were there. I know, and I, I admit that I was there. Okay, JB, so you're <laughs> a legend. I gotta bring up now. This is the one elephant in the room because you're such a badass and I'm kissing your derriere, but you're good friends with a guy that hates me. A guy named Dan Crenshaw hates my guts, JB. So I need you to put me over with Dan. Tell him that I wanna be his I mean, and listen, they all call him a rhino, this and that. And then I think I agree with him on a lot of stuff. I really honestly don't hate the guy. I'd like to sit down and talk to him. So first of all, I want to play this little clip because you're a fitness expert. Guys, you might not be able to tell. JP is ripped. This guy's cut up like twisted steel, sex appeal, whatever the professional wrestling terms is. But I want to play this little clip. This is a Navy SEAL, Dan Crenshaw, going after my phone. So I just want to play this little clip and I want to get your, oh, I want you, as an expert athlete, as a fitness beast like you are, I want you to just get your, your fitness interpretation of this. So let's roll the clip. Dan, you're just such a little loser. Okay, so trying to grab my thing. So he missed it right there. So listen, he missed it right there. What the heck, JB? If you were right there, you would have grabbed my phone and shoved it down my face. Why did Dan? I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, Navy Seal, he should have ripped it right from me, don't you think? Well, I, I I think Dan's mistake is he went. For your phone, you should have applied jujitsu directly to your body, like <laughs> rear naked chokehold. And you know, the, the guy's a Navy SEAL, he knows how to kill someone with his fingers. So, I mean, that's on him. He should have went for your body, just disemboweled you real quick. Leave the phone alone. Yeah, I agree. And CJB, you're a genius. You know this. You're not just a comedic genius, but you know how to attack the left. So, listen, I just want to say, please put in a good word for Dan. I know he doesn't like me, and I know you're a friend of him. You don't have to. I don't want you to do anything, but just know that if he ever wants to, you know, I don't know, water off a duck's back, you know, mend the fences, I would love to with Dan. But, okay, this is not the Dan Crenshaw show. So, JP... You're crushing it. Tell me this. You got a second YouTube channel. Tell us a little bit about your second YouTube channel, and it's called JP Sears React. What's the name of the second channel again, JP? Yeah, JP Reacts. Yeah, JP Reacts, yeah. And so that second channel is just a second genre of videos. I also put them all on my Rumble channel as well, and they're just commentary videos. So my take on current events, uh, politics, the latest corruption, um, all the amusing stuff the clown show does for us to entertain us. It's just my way of having straightforward commentary on it. So I love the language of comedy to convey perspectives and hopefully help the light, light of truth shine. But there's also another side of me where I just like to talk straightforward. So I started the second YouTube channel, JP reacts. And again, put those on my rumble channel as well. So I just, I have a voice and Alex, much like you, I'm narcissistic enough. I need to hear myself (laughs) talk and I need to pretend that other people need to hear me talk as well. So second YouTube channel. Well, 2,700 people will come see you live any weekend in Spokane. A lot of people want to hear you, and I really like the JP Reacts. I mean, obviously, you're multi, you have millions and multiple millions on your normal channel, but I just wanted to tell the people, if you don't know about the JP Reacts channel, it's great because you get to see a different side of you. So you're, you're, ki- you're killing it. I hope I can just follow in your footsteps, and it's an honor and a privilege for you to be on the show and let the people know how they can find you, how they can support you before you go. Yeah, I, I will. And, and also, by the way, I think, it might have been the very first. Was my thing. Yes, that's why I yes. watched it all. You reacted to one of my videos. Thank you. That helped me you, out a lot, JB. That you've helped you, me out. You are the only reason why you watch my channel is because your videos are. <laughs> yeah, on there. that's how narcissistic I am. Ah, ah. I think your your uh, video. It was just. I mean, this was a masterpiece. I think you were at an abortion rally or mm-hmm. something like that. And you were you were just masterful. So that was either the first video or one of the earliest videos. But one of my most viewed videos was reacting to that video of yours. 
But nonetheless, uh, people, you can find me if you'd like on my website, awakenwithjp.com. That's the hub with all the things. So awakenwithjp.com. And Alex, as I hijack your show. Yes, sir. I understand you're coming to Austin to perform before too long. Is that right? Yeah, I'll be in there May and April 14th. And I'm going to see you. Are you going to be in Orlando for a music video on the 27th, potentially? Or are you not going to be in Rez's music video? I, oh, I'm going to be in Reza's music video, but I've already shot my footage actually here in this studio. That makes so sense. Yeah, I got to go there and shoot mine. But I'll, but he said you're going to be in it. Yeah, I'll, and I'll message you offline. I want to come see your show here in Austin. Please. Oh, my gosh. I'd be honored. And you did. You played Vulcan the night after me. I played uh, I played Saturday. I only sold 72 tickets. You sold it out. So that shows you I got to get on JP's serious level. But you are the man, JP. You are a real pimp on a blimp. Keep it up. Keep freaking making people laugh, using humor to actually wake people up. It's just it's epic what you're doing. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on. You are a treasure, my friend. Oh, you are. Okay. All right, guys. Make sure to go follow JP. He doesn't need it. He has millions of followers, but give him a favor and tell him I sent you. All right. Bye, JP. Thank you again, my friend. All right, folks. What a show. We have legendary comedian JP Sears on, and you're going to get all kinds of interviews like this on this channel. So remember, you got to subscribe if you want to survive. You got to subscribe to the channel. Make sure to just hit that bell. Make sure you won't miss a single video. Yeah, you're going to get that notification because it's not enough just to subscribe anymore. YouTube, you think they want to freaking lift up primetime 99 you think the youtube censors want primetime 99 to blow up like the world trade center you think they want this pimp on a blimp to be able to fly all day long no they don't but we can fight back by supporting by liking by sharing by commenting by doing all of the engagement things that i need from you and when you engage with my content that is like a middle finger to the new world order. And I'm not just saying that metaphorically. It literally is. So please consider, consider liking, subscribing, and hit the bell. All right, guys. Our next guest is incredible. He's a former CIA officer. He's a current intelligence and security analyst. And he's coming on to share his insights about the ge geopolitical landscape and all of our global security threats. With his extensive experience in national security and intelligence, Mike brings a unique perspective on what the CIA is really up to around the world. And with all that said, welcome to the show, Mike. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, man. Thank you. And I think you're the first person to ever think I was smart enough to be called an analyst, but I appreciate it. Well, Mike, so. what are you talking about? You're like Joe Rogan's best friend. You're, you're a smart guy. Joe Rogan's a really smart guy. I mean, what are you talking about? You are. You no, he's, he, yeah, he's super smart. I, I I tend to uh, I tend to absorb the big facts and and uh, I'm not sure that I'm I'm everybody's uh, choice of a deep thinker. But uh, in fact, at the agency, I was I was on the operations side and I, I think they took one look at me and said, you're not smart enough to be on the analyst side. OK, so, well, Mike, yeah. tell me this. So so I got to start off with that with a, you know, hot button topic, the Iran Contra. Supposedly the CIA flew in drugs and sold cocaine. Is this true or is this false? I believe it to be true. I think it's all been declassified. Has the CIA ever sold cocaine? Uh, no, no. I know that's going to disappoint a lot of people who seem to think the agency was uh, in charge of the, the uh, crack epidemic and everything in between. But uh, no, well, we've got a we've got a counter narcotics operation, a, a, a counter narcotics center. Um, it's uh, you know, it supports essentially from uh, operations and intelligence side of things. It supports the, uh, you know, DEA and and international law enforcement, and other things. But uh, no, the agency's never been in the drug dealing business, and I know that runs counter to what some people think. Yeah, I know. I, I, I well, you know, I don't really like that answer, honestly. But listen, there's another thing. <laughs> this is what they say, and this is another James Bond conspiracy. Like MI6 agents, a British, they're CIA basically. They say that they can go to a foreign country and commit a crime with impunity. Like they can't commit the same crime in their own country. So can a CIA agent commit a different crime in like Venezuela and, and do it with impunity? Do they have the same thing? Do you understand the question that I'm trying to say, Mike? Yeah, I, I understand it. It's it's uh, it, it's uh, it's no. Is the is the short answer again? I know that's going to disappoint uh, people, but there's no but, license to kill. That's not a real thing, Mike. Called, yeah, there's something that's called diplomatic immunity, and maybe that's what people are are thinking about or are referencing here. You know, and you get that all the time with with diplomats. You know, uh, doing uh, crazy shit overseas, yeah. and then just getting away with it, being sent back to their home country. They're not. Uh, 
susceptible to the, the local jurisdictional laws. Um, but, um, you know, the agency is not in the business of sending officers overseas to commit crimes. Um, you know, but again, people may look at what the agency does and say, well, that's a crime in itself. Right. Uh, you know, uh, conducting espionage operations or supporting the war on terror. So, yeah, maybe they look at that and view that as a crime. But I think that's that, that if that's the case, then, you know, we've got a real difference of opinion. OK, so tell me this is the CIA. Uh, is there a beef between the CIA and FBI? Like when you'd be in D.C., would you deal with the FBI guys? And, like you know, because like an FBI agent thinks he's better than a normal cop. Does the CIA look down on an FBI agent? Uh, looks like we looks like we're having a little technical difficulty. You kind of froze. Uh, Mike. No, we have a little glitch here. Yeah, that we FBI got involved. We're listening. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, now you're back. I think. Yeah, that's exactly right. And if they're not, the NSA is. Uh, they're listening to me in my tiki hut down in Palm Springs. Uh, but I think um, look, our relationship with the bureau was difficult uh, over the years, particularly when the bureau started moving their people overseas. Right. I mean, because. Uh, you know, obviously for generations, that was considered agency turf. And then the Bureau started putting more people overseas uh, for a variety of good reasons. Uh, but that created some turf wars. And obviously it's it's pretty well documented that there was some, you know, uh, lack of liaison and coordination leading up to 9-11, uh, which created some problems there. But the relationship has gotten much, much better I mean, it had to, right? There's no choice. I mean, for national security purposes, we're all on the same damn team. Okay, so tell me, what do you think about the war in Ukraine? I mean, uh, as a CIA agent, or does the CIA, are they pro-war, obviously, I'm guessing? Because this is my problem is, uh, you know, I'm one of these conspiracy theorists that we're globalists, that America, the only thing we produce are basically bombs and weapons, so we love being in war. You look at our exit from Afghanistan, it was pretty embarrassing after 20 years of not finding a weapon of mass destruction, and then miraculously we're in another war in the Ukraine fighting basically World War III, potentially. So... What do you think about the war in Ukraine, and how does the CIA involved with uh, with overseas wars like this, proxy wars? Well, I mean, the CIA, its role never really changes, regardless of what the conflict is, whether it's Iraq, whether it's, uh, you know, supporting priority collection requirements uh, in, in countries that aren't, you know, in, in a war theater, or whether it's in Ukraine. Um, our job, or the, the agency's job primarily is the collection of intelligence that supports national security interests. So by definition, that means we're providing information that supports the military, um, our allies in whatever that decision is from the White House. Right. The, the, the activities of the agency doesn't, they, they, you know, and thank God for that, because you don't want to politicized uh, intel organization. That's a very bad thing. Well, wouldn't you say it's already politicized, though? I mean, Mike, can't you? I mean, I'm just objectively can't. And, and I, look, I don't want to put words in your mouth because I know you are an actual source. You know. But I would say from just the outside looking in, the FBI and the CIA have been politicized. Yeah, I mean, I think that's been, I, and I understand why people think that way. And you do have some people who have been recently uh, in senior positions in both organizations that I would argue have been too close uh, from a political perspective, my point being is you never want that, right? So we've had, I mean, whether you're talking about, you know, um, you know, I don't know, whether you're talking about recent FBI directors, I don't want to get into the business naming names, whether you're talking about you know, former agency directors who uh, had very close relationships, whether it was with Obama or, or other past presidents, you don't want that. You have to have uh, a level of confidence within the public uh, that there is an apolitical operation going on, both in the intel community and federal law enforcement. Um, and the way you do that is to the degree that you can, transparency, right? And the way you also do it is by having smart people on Capitol Hill in those Senate and congressional intel committees who are there to represent us as citizens to ask the questions that need to be asked. The problem is we typically send morons to Washington, D.C. now. We've yep. set the damn bar so low for politicians that, you know, it's, it's a constant parade of idiots going up to Capitol Hill and you can't count on any of them to do the right thing. Well, it, with, with the politicization, what you just said, you know, I'm sure you've seen the woke videos where now they want multicultural, uh, biracial people. Have you seen that? And, and trans people. Yeah. So have you noticed there's been a big push in these kind of alphabet agencies uh, lifting up people that are trans? Yeah, look, there's a, there's a push in, in all the government agencies. It's, it's, 
it's an unfortunate. It's not unfortunate in the sense that, look, everybody should be promoted and included and hired on their own merits. Yeah. Right. Sometimes over the years, I mean, history has proven you need to do some things to push that to to kind of force the issue and ensure that you do have what should be, um, you know, equal opportunity. But equal opportunity doesn't mean that, you know, some somebody can get uh, a position just because they tick a box. It means your merits. Right. It's just like Martin Luther King talked about the content of your character. I honestly got thought we had gotten there. I thought we'd gotten to the content of your character. And then over the past handful of years, we seem to have been walking it backwards. And so, I, I you know, it's a very disappointing aspect of this. But, yes, the agency, uh, you know, like every other organization, um, has gotten on board that train, understanding that, you know, the world is changing and, you know, to some degree, you know, they have no option. They've got to, They've got to move forward, which is a, you know, a good thing as long as you do it based on merit. Yeah, I know. I hate this stuff, though, where we just check boxes, you know, affirmative action. And listen, I want to help marginalized people. But when you're talking about positions of our national safety and the leadership of our country, you know, taking care of business, we should put in the people that are most qualified for the job, not because of the color of the skin or because of their sexuality or because of their, you know, X, Y, Z. So yeah, I, I just I, I worry about, it. you know, these people, we get black pilled, Mike, where we're not very happy for the future. You don't seem to be that way. You seem very positive. But for me, it's like, oh, maybe he's in the CIA. He kind of knows what's going on. So maybe he's not scared. I mean, it's kind of hard not to be blackpilled. How do you make people not be blackpilled, Mike? Well, I, I, part of it has got to be based on your own life experience, right? I've spent most of my life, you know, both as a kid and, and as an adult overseas. And certainly as an adult, I've, I've spent a lot of time in difficult and challenging environments. And if you do that, then you tend to have a I don't and maybe this is the wrong way to put it but I, I've got a real appreciation for the resilience of this country right for America um, and for our allies for the UK in particular I'm a dual citizen but I you know because of all the crap that I've seen over the years right I and so I'm not one of those people that looked at January 6th and said, oh my God, it was the, you know, we were on the teetering on the brink of the end of democracy. If January 6th is what ends this democracy, we're screwed anyway. Yeah, I mean, Mike, they were able to reconvene two hours later and certify the election. So don't even get me started. What about the idea, though, of agent provocateurs, people that are paid to cause a ruckus at these events? And they say that there's people there during the George Floyd protests and there's people there at lots of protests. As a matter of fact, I think Alex Jones exposed this. The World Trade Organization did it in Seattle years ago where they had people go there to cause a disturbance in order to make the police get involved. So is agent provocateurs, is that a real thing or is that another conspiracy tinfoil hat thing? No, no, I don't think it's a tinfoil hat thing. I think that, you know, you have to. But the problem is that people are willing to believe anything that they read or see yeah. right? at this point in time. Everybody's got ADHD and nobody bothers to do their own research because, you know, we're everybody's busy trying to put food on the table or whatever the hell it is. And, you know, so you don't have an inquisitive public for the most part. So, yes, we're willing to believe anything that we see. And so what that opens up is the opportunity for people to influence opinion like never before. Right. And whether we're talking about. You know, people here, you know, homegrown trying to influence public opinion, whether you're talking about Russian bots or, or you know, the Chinese regime uh, working very hard to influence U.S. policy to their benefit. People have to I mean, and that it, it all comes down to personal responsibility and, you know, just taking taking action on your own. Don't wait for somebody to ride in and save you. Do your own research. And I agree, Mike. That's what I'm saying. These people, they want to always play a victim. That's what the left does, guys. Everybody has an excuse to be a victim. I try to tell people everybody has something in their life where you can say, oh, I should be a victim. I could victimize. That mentality is so cancerous. And now we all have this thing where we all want to be a victim. And I think that's one of the things that's causing our you know, society to erode. But I want to bring up one last thing because we only have a few minutes left. So my biological father is Tucker Carlson. You probably didn't know that. I've been trying to get his semen for months now. He won't give it oh, to I me. I have seen the dossier. Okay, so thanks. You've seen the See, Mike Baker. We have Mike Baker confirmation, Tucker. But before we get to that. I think I've got, uh, I've got the, uh, yeah, I've got the results from the test here. Uh, Please email him. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. Oh my gosh, Mike, you saved me with that. But, 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 you know, uh, my father, he's a little bit of a JFK expert. And now he's going around saying the FBI, CIA was involved. What happened with, with, we're in Dallas, Texas. We're actually on a blimp floating above Dealey Plaza. Was it a lone gunman, Lee Harvey Oswald, or was there more to it in your opinion, Mike? 
Yeah, uh, I'm not willing to say there wasn't more to it. I don't have any specific information that says one way or the other. I do. I, I don't tend to be a conspiracy theorist, but I, I understand why this one and MLK have uh, have persisted as long as they have. Personally, I think there's more reason to be suspicious about outside involvement in Martin Luther King's assassination. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, the Kennedy uh, assassination, look, it it traumatized the world, not just the nation. Right. So the idea that that Lee Harvey Oswald, one idiot, right, with a rifle, could do that to the nation and to the world, it, 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 for a lot of people, that's incomprehensible. So I understand why this idea that there's something bigger. I don't have specific information, but it's much like outside alien life. I'm not willing to shut the door and say absolutely not, because yeah. you don't have all the evidence on the table. Yeah, and, and so I have I spent some time. If people want to, hey, check out an old show, America Declassified. We did an entire episode on the, the Kennedy assassination, and it, it was as well as something for Martin Luther King. Very interesting stuff. No, I think definitely Martin Luther King, there was definitely uh, some red flags. It might have looked like there was some foul play. And it's funny you say that, Mike, because when I bring it up with my dad, you know, I'm very close to my dad, and I say, oh, there might have been more than Lee Harvey Oswald. My dad gets triggered. And my dad's really laid back. But I say that, I'm like, oh, there's a conspiracy behind it. I think because he was so traumatized by it, you know, he doesn't right. like me, I guess, shattering the, you know, the reality in which that he had. And, and he feels right, and I'm wrong, so that's part of it, too, because he's a dad maybe yelling at his idiot kid. Okay, Mike, <laughs> so my producer is a guy named JVT. He's a big fan. We sometimes let him do this so he doesn't quit the show. He gets to ask a producer question, and he went to Princeton. He thinks he's really smart that he went to Princeton. That's why he has this terrible jacket on. Well, yeah. I, I went to Princeton because we're the Tigers, and we made the Sweet 16, Mike. have you? Nobody cares about the Sweet 16. Oh, wow. No, Princeton, as far as I understand, is one of the finest Votech schools on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, it's a crap school, Jimmy. That's what he's saying. So please, ask your question okay, before Mike no, leaves. So, so, Mike, I've been wanting to ask you this as long since I first saw you on Rogan. So I'm the biggest James Bond fan. I've seen every movie. Please tell me at least one similarity between James Bond and the CIA. Like, have you sprinted around in suits? Do foreign women fall in love with you? Like, you're very good looking. That has to be the case, at least that last one. Yeah, that last one is. Yeah, that 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 has certainly happened. And, and 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 I will say probably with the Bond movies, one of the things and this is where I'm going to wave the flag for the agency and for one section in particular, we have a, a, an outfit, the science and technology group, and that's where they make all the incredible gear. Right. So if you look at Bond and you think about Q and, and you know, he's down there in the basement because a lot of our, our, our develop, you know, activity takes place in the basement of a, one of our main buildings. You go down there, and the next thing you know, they're showing you a piece of gear, and, and it's incredible. Some of the smartest minds, engineering minds out there in, in that group, and it's very much like Q. The only problem is our guys show you the gear before you go do something, and then they put it back on the shelf because they don't want you to lose it. And then they give you something that's 15 years old and say, here, take this instead. It'll be fine. Okay, well, that's pretty badass. All right, back to you, Alex. Okay. Go Tigers. Yeah, no, Jimmy, shut up about Princeton. I mean, you come on here. Mike is a busy guy, the CIA no guy. Give him, come on. I want the government on my side. I'm trying to get every advantage yeah. I can get. Yeah, well, speaking of that, Mike, actually, you know, after they sign the Patriot Act, you know, they say that they can do the warrantless search and seizure of our phones. If I send, let's just say if some woman, I've never done this, I decide to send her a selfie of me naked in a compromising position. Can the CIA see those selfies, Mike? Uh, you know what, if they, if, if the, the, the power of the U.S. government decided for whatever reason to target you and say, we want to know what you just did. And by the way, kids, I would never advise what he just suggested. That, you know, yeah, I do. wouldn't advise that, it either. I wouldn't advise it either. But, but you're saying but the, that they can't yeah. see it, correct? No, I'm saying that, you know what, the power of the government, what what a government can do, a few of them. Obviously, the Chinese, Mike, the Russians. Mike, I was US. doing disgusting things. I had a watermelon over my thing. It was disgusting. Oh, my gosh. If my parents see this. I, I, I'm serious. I got a dossier this thick. I, you know, I, I always do my homework. And I asked them, I said, do they have any compromising photos of you? They sent me a whole batch. They faxed them because, you know, they don't want to use the latest technology. And, uh, you know, so, yeah. But, but the answer is, if you want to keep something private, never record it. Don't put it on the Internet. Don't use your phone. You know, just, just be smart about it. Understand what is accessible out there. Uh, not, by, not by some schmo, right? But... If a, if a government wants to, to target you. But now the truth of the matter is, yeah. quite frankly, 
if if unless you're involved in terrorism or uh, criminal activity, major criminal activity, for the most part, the U.S. government could care less about the average individual. Right. They just don't care. And not only that, but as an organization, I'm not talking about my old organization, but the government as a whole, for the most part, they couldn't you know, organize panic in a doomed submarine. Wow. Um, so they're certainly not targeting and monitoring every U.S. citizen. Well, not to, China. Yet. Well, to the CIA and FBI agent that does monitor my calls and my pictures, if you want to use them for OnlyFans or you want to start, a, you know, share them with Mike or everyone. Go ahead. Honestly, I'm done hiding. I'm done hiding. That fear I just had, Mike, I'm, I'm done living in the closet, guys. There are bad pictures of me. They exist. They're not Photoshopped. So let's just let them out. Just tell the CIA just to post them, please, Mike. From a crisis communications perspective, you're doing the right thing. You're getting out ahead of it, right? You're, 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 you're going to try to take control of the narrative. You got all those photos out there. Just, just own the moment. Yes, sir, Mike. No, that is a brilliant, brilliant answer. I'm going to own the moment. And, and before you go, tell the people how they can find you, how they can support you, because I know you don't, you're, you don't really sell anything. You really don't, uh, uh, you know, plug much. But, but how can people support you, Mike? Well, um, I've got, uh, you know, we've got the company for all your, uh, it's a sort of the day job, uh, for all your in, in foreign information, global intelligence and security services needs. It's Portman Square Group. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm on Twitter at, uh, at MB Company Man. And I guess the only thing I would do to plug is, is I just put out an audio book. Awesome. And it, it's called Company Rules. And it's on the Scribd platform, S-C-R-I-B-D, Scribd.com. People can go there. They can download the audio book. I narrate it myself. Um, and, uh, you know, so there you have it. Okay. One last thing, Mike. And this is not a gotcha because I don't want you to get you mad. And I know you're not going to answer it. What happened with 9-11, Mike? I know you don't like to talk about it. What, what, what happened there? Is there any red flags in 9-11? Is all, all according, uh, everything in the 9-11 commission report is correct? Uh, yeah, there's no, there's no mysteries. This is one of those things where, look, I mean, the, 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 from my perspective, I look at 9-11 and it's an operational screw up, right? Yeah. We, we, that, it's an operational concern. But there's no, uh, that's where you do get, you know, sort of the. In the weeds. You know, the conspiracy theories coming in and saying, but. Sometimes one thing I learned from a long time working in operations is that things sometimes are exactly as simple as they seem. Wow. And uh, yeah, so but but with 9-11, we we missed signals. We missed indicators. And part of it was what you referenced early on, which was sort of a lack of coordination, not just between the bureau and the agency, but our allies, our liaison partners. And and we took our eye off the ball because for some reason we occasionally have a hard time multitasking. I know, and I like that answer. I'm so thankful for answering it, but I got to ask one last question. Why didn't we find any weapons of mass destruction? What's the deal with that, in your opinion, real quick, Mike, before you go? Yeah, we, uh, we, we, uh, that, that's, yeah, I, I would, I would argue that, uh, we relied on something you should never do in intelligence. We relied on, on one sketchy source who was pushing intelligence. And if you can't triangulate and if you can't corroborate your intelligence through independent sources, reporting the same thing, then you don't have an operation. It's like building an investigation on, 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 on assumptions, right? It's not an investigation. You're, you're speculating, right? You're yeah. trying to prove a theory that you've come up with. And so it was flawed intelligence at, at, at the outset. And it was, a, it was a, unfortunately a fatal, uh, but not completely uncommon flaw in the way that, that organizations run intelligence sometimes. They can over rely on one source. Well, it's a travesty, but I really appreciate all the fine work you're doing. And I know you are a patriot. You love America. So continue to keep kicking butt, Mike. Thank you so much for coming on, answering the tough questions. You're a true pro. You're the best, Mike. Hope to talk to you Thank soon. You, See you later. Talk to you soon. All right, folks, that's been our show. It's, it's over. I get so emotional. I get sad. I see that clock ticking down. Let's and say I, China. I don't want to leave. I don't. China. As a matter of China, fact, China. Yeah, China. I know China, 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 China. I'm Chinese sometimes, but let me just tell you something. After this show tonight, I'm going to a sex party and uh, I'm going to wear this mask. And I'll be honest, I don't want to participate in it. But if I don't, if I don't, I won't be able to get a million uh, subscribers on YouTube. And this is what they want me to do. So, guys, listen, it's not always about what I want. It's sometimes about what the deep state wants. And that's why we just had a CIA agent on that is actually going to prove that I am the biological son of Tucker Carlson. So whether you didn't like his answers on 9-11 or, you know, spies, you know, selling drugs during the Iran-Contra, 
We don't have to agree with him. We can just let the man have his opinion. I respect Mike Baker, but just know that we live in a world of lies. And do you think the CIA is going to tell us the truth? I doubt it! Wrong. So we end the show every way! Every way. We ended the show the same time every way. I don't even know how to say it. How do I say it? We end the show the same way every time! That's how you say it! With a freestyle finale! DJ hit the beat! Song. I feel like cha-cha-cha, it's the prime time, tiny night, Alex Stein show, and I have my sex mask, you don't even need to ask, I'll give you a whole pass, you can cheat on me any night, as long as you're drinking a nice cold Sprite, that's what we do here, it's the Alex Stein's prime time, 99 show, I got this shrimp, cause I'm a pimp, and make sure guys, I'm running for school board, don't forget, running for play six, and guess what? I got a lot of tricks. So we love you. We love you all. Thank you for watching. And also, make sure to say hi to my mom. I love you guys. Vote Primetime 99. School board, baby. We're going to win this thing. Ain't nobody going to stop us. <laughs>